Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today's going to be episode 173 of the NeuroEdge podcast. We are back at it again this week. The name of today's episode is How to Be Anti-Fragile. Now, before I get going on all of this, I just want to say that anti-fragility, anti-fragility, however you want to say it, is a principle that has really emerged in the last 20 to 30 years. And while it's traditionally used in economic terms to describe things in the economic world, what I'm going to talk about today is how we can apply it to our own lives. Because I think that's very important. And I think it's also something that maybe other people have done. I just haven't really seen it. But I think that we can apply this principle to our own lives. That I think, and I think it would it will really be helpful in how things are headed, just in the future economic environment, the future political environment, the future social and economic, socioeconomic environment, the social dynamic environment that we're going into the future. So what we're going to talk about today is how to be anti-fragile and how we can actually apply that to our own personal lives, where this is traditionally used as something in a macroeconomic sense. So before we jump on into everything, just the word anti-fragile, basically at its root definition, just means things that benefit from disorder. So that may seem seem counterintuitive, but I'm going to talk about examples where this really applies and how it really applies to a lot of stuff that's going on today in the world. But it was coined by a philosopher slash economist guy named Nicholas Nassim Taleb. First heard about him when I was in college. We either read one of his books or we're talking about one of his principles in our class, but he's kind of like a philosopher economist and talks about things in a little bit more of a anti-establishment way, so to speak. He's kind of establishment, anti-establishment. He's the establishment's counter to the anti-establishment, so to speak. So anyway, we're going to get into that all today, but ultimately it's going to be something that you can take away and uh, positively implement in your own life. So as always, before I jump on into everything, thank you so much to everyone that listens to the podcast. I wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. And even though it's not a huge audience right now, maybe this is the first time you're hearing this. Maybe this is the 173rd time you're hearing one of my episodes, but I just sincerely want to appreciate and send out my gratitude to everyone out there. I think that's one of the most important things we can do in the universe is just let other people know how thankful we are for them. So again, my sincerest gratitude goes out to you for tuning in. And especially because I view this as a project of ideas that I synthesize from all the great people that I learn from, study, and get to interact with. And this is like my think tank, so to speak, where I work through these ideas. And I, just the fact that anybody would get any sort of benefit out of that means a lot to me because ultimately, at the end of the day, we are here to serve each other and help elevate the consciousness of humanity. So when we go back to purpose, that's what I think we're here for. And just as a side note, if you do get any sort of benefit or resonance out of this, I just ask that you like, share, subscribe, wherever you're listening to it, YouTube, podcast app, wherever, and uh, let other people know that this could be something that could be helpful to them. But if not, don't do it because I only want to be putting out things of value. So that's out of the way. Let's get in anti-fragile. So like I said, this guy, uh, Nicholas Taleb, came up with the term anti-fragile to describe things that benefit from disorder. So typically, we see this through an economic lens. Now, what would benefit from disorder? You would think that typically things should move from chaos to order, right? So what things benefit from disorder? 
The prime example that comes to my mind right now, and particularly because it's so large in the forefront of consciousness, is Bitcoin. And this is going to be a episode where I'm just plugging Bitcoin and talking about how great Bitcoin is, although I think it is in a way, but that's not what this episode is for. But what we're going to look at it as is through the lens of anti-fragility. So Bitcoin, I think, was created in 2010, really came into alternative awareness and consciousness around 2013. Then it kind of went mainstream in 2017. Since then, it has been mainstream and obviously now has become uber mainstream and is one of the biggest things that people talk about. You probably wouldn't be able to go out in the public and ask someone if they know what Bitcoin is without them responding. Yes. So most people know what Bitcoin is. Now, how does this relate to anti-fragility? Well, if you look at the rise of Bitcoin, so it's about an 11 to 12 year old asset. Through this time, there has been countless and countless, pretty much through its whole existence, has been poo-pooed and told through the mainstream or whoever that it is useless and there is no use for it and it's basically just a bubble. Now, while that may be the case, the idea of Bitcoin, so you could put any name of something on this, but basically the idea that Bitcoin relies on, which is decentralization and a decentralized ledger hash network that acts as a store of value a monetary unit versus one that is controlled by the central bank. So at the end of the day, it's just an alternative to central bank fiat money, which is what everyone buys into. And there's a social contract around it, just like there is money. So you could put any other name. I could make my own coin. And as long as there's a social contract around that idea of there being no central party or central ledger that exists, that could be called Bitcoin or whatever. But Bitcoin is so big because basically it was kind of the first one, first mover, and has the largest social contract out of any of the quote-unquote cryptocurrencies. Now, why does this matter to anti-fragility? Well, basically Bitcoin has been bashed and beaten down and it's had times where it's been really high and really low. But at the end of the day, it has benefited from all this. So most of Bitcoin's existence has been people trashing it or people trying to bring it down. Now, obviously, there's been people that have hyped it up. But basically, it has benefited from the disorder and the chaos around it. So there's this chaotic thing. People bash it. Maybe it goes down, but it keeps rising. So it's basically something that if you think about a fragile box, if you drop a fragile box, everything in it breaks, right? Whether it's Chinaware or whatever. Now think about it, a, a box that's anti-fragile. What does that mean? It doesn't necessarily mean that it's stronger or bigger or whatever than that box. It just means that as you drop it, the contents of that actually get better. So that maybe they assemble themselves as it's being dropped. So you drop a box down the steps, all of a sudden the pieces in that box come together. Maybe it's a bunch of Legos. And then when you drop it, the Legos come together. Now I know that is against the common laws of how we would understand physics, but that's anti-fragility. And we're starting to see this principle emerge in our world today through things like Bitcoin, through things like decentralization, decentralized finance, Ethereum, all these different things. The more that they get beaten down, the actually stronger they get because as they get beaten down, they emerge into human consciousness. So that's kind of anti-fragility, how it works. And there's obviously lots of other things that benefit from this. You can look at PR for people. So, you know, They say there's, there's no bad 
PR because you're getting attention, even though that may be bad in the long run, that may be helping someone build a brand or whatever. Now, how do we apply this? This is the real kicker. How do we apply this to our own personal lives? So a lot of people we go through as a human, we're going to have experience in our lives that pull us down, whether that's through businesses that fail, relationships that fail, you name it. That's just the human experience. It's what people go through. And the key is to not let those things break you. So we don't want to be broken by things. We don't want to be fragile emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. We want to be able to bounce back from those things in a manner that makes it stronger. And this is ultimately, this is kind of something that has resounded throughout human history. You look at the story arc of the hero's journey and how that applies to people in their own life. Kind of they go through hard times and they bounce back stronger. That's ultimately how we can become anti-fragile is using times that are really tough that we may feel that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And then we use those times to overcome and become stronger. And hopefully it doesn't make us bitter. So if we have a business that fails, it doesn't make us bitter and never want to start a business again. Hopefully we take learning experiences from that. And even though it fails, we actually get a stronger skill set because of that. And the next business that we start is that much better. And it's better because we now have skill sets by bouncing back and actually implementing those in the new thing that we're doing. And we're growing and evolving. And ultimately, that's why we're all here is to grow and to learn and to evolve and to understand how the world works. And you never make it. There's never a time where you reach a point or an age or a day or a net worth or anything like that. You say, I've made it and I never have to show up and do the work again. But if you can be anti-fragile and you can go through things and embrace rejection and embrace failure and embrace things that other people can't make it through, you develop a skill set and you become, I don't want to say hardened, that's probably the wrong word, but you become anti-fragile because now you can respond to things in a manner where it's not going to phase you. It's not going to affect you. It's not going to change your mindset. If you develop a mindset that is strong enough that can weather all those things, and it's not easy. It's easy to say, it's easy for me to get here on a podcast and say, but it's not easy to go through certain setbacks and failures and things and then be able to bounce back stronger. But if you can really go through that and you can really understand that your mindset is the key, that your mindset is the key to being able to go through those things and bounce back, that is when you become anti-fragile. And just as Bitcoin has been beaten down, bashed down, you look at it, it's near all-time highs right now. And will probably continue to be all-time highs because of the anti-fragility it's developed over the 10 years as a new asset that it has been in existence. So we can apply this economic principle of where things benefit from chaos and implement in our own lives. Now, I say this like it's easy, but a lot of people never are able to do this. And it goes back to a lot of people just wanting to stay inside their comfort zone and do things that are comfortable with them where they don't really have to push themselves and go outside an area that's uncomfortable. But if you can recognize that and recognize that pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and developing a skill set that's anti-fragile, so going through things that make you bounce back in a way where you're now stronger, you now have more vision, you now have more fortitude, you now have more foresight into how the world works and into the mechanisms that underlie everything through business, relationships, economics, all these things that are surrounding us and you kind of see the hidden DNA construct of those things around us, then you realize that, okay, now I can maneuver those things and use them to not only benefit myself, but more importantly, the people around me. So that is how we become anti-fragile 
In a nutshell, if you get anything to take away from this today, it's just basically develop resiliency. Develop the ability to bounce back from things because if you can do that, and not a lot of people do, maybe 10% of people do, you know, I always go to the Pareto principle, which is probably now in the way the world is working, 90-10 instead of 80-20. But if you can be one of those 10% of people that are able to bounce back from things and be stronger and keep a positive mindset and keep pushing and keep going forward and whatever it is, and being able to pivot instead of just taking a loss completely and moving forward, you're going to be so much further along than other people. And that's not even the goal. But it's just to be able to be confident in your own life that you're moving in the right direction and you're doing things that you know are getting you closer to where you want to go. So that's all I got for today, guys. If you want to be anti-fragile, develop resiliency, bounce back from things in a stronger manner and understand that whatever you may be going through that's tough in your life, setbacks, different things that are affecting you, that you can bounce back from those. And when you do, it's going to make you a better person. And that's easy to say in the moment, but think about yourself five, 10 years from now, would you trade those experiences that you had because of what you learned? So that's all I got for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know your thoughts below, or if you disagree with me and think this is nonsense, or if it helped you out and uh, made a difference in your day to day. Let me know. Thanks guys. Peace.